Welcome to No Compromises, a peek into the mind of two old web devs who have seen some things. This is Joel. And this is Aaron. We uh, recently had a code discussion that I thought might be interesting to bring onto the podcast. And it had to do with, I guess, maybe kind of a weird scenario, but I'll, I'll talk through it, get everybody up to speed as to like what the technical thing I was trying to do involved. And then um, the solution that we ultimately landed on, I think there's kind of a neat underlying principle that came from it. So I will, I'll start by setting it up. So what was I trying to do? Well, I was, I was writing a controller, I guess not really a controller, but it was, it was receiving a webhook in a Laravel app and it was a webhook from Twilio. And one of the things you're supposed to do as a good programmer is verify that they sent it. Right. So there's like this whole verify signature method that they give you mm -hmm. in their client. But in the docs, they called out, hey, we also include the body of the message in the verification. And Laravel and other web frameworks will automatically trim strings off of user input. And so don't do that because your signature will fail. <laughs> so, 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 so the, the point is that in order to make the signature to, to check the mm -hmm. validity of the webhook, yep. you have to take the the body message and mm -hmm. other things and make a yep. signature and then compare it. Okay. Correct. Right. Right. So if if the the payload was altered by Laravel as part of the, the trim strings middleware, which is a great thing. Uh, you know, it, there's a reason it's in the global middleware and it's like a very sane default to have on your projects. But in this one particular instance, um, it could potentially have broken things. Now, again, I know Aaron, you and I started out by arguing like, well, why would we even let somebody send a message with leading and trailing strings? And like, <laughs> well, we don't control the client. Like, like there was a whole, like there was another way to maybe tackle this, but I ultimately decided, no, we have, we have to solve it purely on the server side, which means how do we disable the trim strings middleware just for this one route of this one webhook handler? Is that a fair setup? Yeah. I like how you made that, that discussion sound so pleasant too. Like, wh <laughs> why would anyone do this? <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. It was a valid question to Aaron, but. You know, mm -hmm. this was like, I think it was even like a Saturday night or something. I'm like, I just have to fix this. Like, we, we got to get this done. <laughs> so um, here's where I went first. And and this is maybe I'll just I'll just say I'm I'm every man developer. And, and maybe I'm not alone in reaching for a solution, which would work. It would work. Like, I don't think you disputed that, Aaron, but probably wasn't the right way to go. And so I said, well, um, well, well, first of all, just to point something out, there there is ways in the routes to remove middleware um, for a specific route, but that does not work with global middleware. It only works with um, route-based middleware groups. Mm -hmm. So anyways, I said, well, I guess we could just move trim strings out of global middleware and make it a route-based middleware, right? Like it, it wouldn't be that hard. You could just delete it from that one line in the, the kernel or wherever that is where we set up the mm -hmm. routes. And then in the routes file, you just wrap everything you have and put it back. And now I can do without middleware on it, just that one call. And so Aaron, why did you not like that solution that I came I'm, up with? I'm already rubbing my face right now. <laughs> Um, well, at the time, um, and, and it's great to look back at this because we we sugarcoat and, and, and bring this down a little bit. But mm -hmm. at the time, I was like, Joel, just stop lighting everything on fire. Like, like I was like, this I is remember such an that expression. <laughs> this is such an explosive solution to what mm -hmm. is, a, I think, a relatively simple problem. Yeah. So I didn't really have much of like a concrete example of like why not to as much mm -hmm. as 
it really seemed like for this one piece of code in one place only, we now have to change a core functionality of how our project is set up yep. for everywhere else. And right. I was like, I, I just don't know if that's the right thing. Um, it just feels wrong. Like, you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong about what you said. Like we could have done that, moved it from yeah. global middleware or whatever. But I just didn't like the idea of now I had to kind of think about like, now I have to manage that another piece of middleware. Mm-hmm. When every other project I have, every <laughs> other single one, it's yep. the global uh, middleware applied. And I never think about it again. Yeah. And, and so like, it's not just the default for our projects, but it's the default for Laravel. So the, you know, the more I thought about it and after I, I disputed you like I'm not burning the world out or whatever, <laughs> lighting it on fire, but but like who knows what's going to change in the next version of Laravel? And there's assumptions baked into things like the upgrade guide that you likely haven't messed with the global middleware. Um, and so right. you're right; it's one more thing to to juggle now, but also something that could come back and bite you later when you're upgrading or <laughs> or installing a package that assumes it's there or or things like that. There's there's all sorts of other reasons. This was probably too broad of a fix for a very targeted need. Yeah. So, so one of the things I had remembered was I think the, the verify CSRF cookie middleware mm-hmm. had some sort of property in it that says, except for these routes, yep. do this on everything. Mm-hmm. And so I'd kind of mentioned like, it'd be nice if that middleware had this. I don't know if it does. Right. Or, or, I mean, the next best thing is I'm like, let's make our own middleware mm-hmm. that is called this and put it in our own, you know, app yep. and we'll make that the global middleware. And in there, we'll just check for our one route that we know and we'll just get out of there early otherwise we'll let the parent handle what it's going to handle yeah and so when you said that i'll be honest my first reaction was like well this also feels like too broad of a solution like we're overriding a whole middleware just to do this one thing um and i was thinking of like the the future upgrade ramifications but then i looked at it and i noticed so trim strings is is a unique one of these global middleware because it puts a file in your app directory that allows you to override things like specific fields. So for example, it will not trim strings on a password or a password verify field for obvious reasons. Like Mm -hmm. uh, you want those to be exactly what the person typed in. So I I got excited. I'm like, oh, so I don't have to override the middleware. I'll just use this file here. It's already like an extension point given to us. But I quickly realized there wasn't a way in that file uh, to do it for a particular route. So then I, I kind of went back to the drawing board. Right. Uh, it, like if, if you would have put body in there mm-hmm. or something like for body of message, it would have not trimmed all the bodies. Yeah. It would have been too broad. It wouldn't have been just that one route. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought about that, but because there's really, there was only one field in this API webhook payload that was user generated content that could have had leading and trailing strings. So that, that could have been a way of doing that, but I think it was a generic field like message which was probably way too broad to not want to trim that everywhere else in our application. So anyways, I dug in to the, uh, well, I want to step back. I looked at the docs, right? I'm like this, you know, I can't be the only person that has wanted to do this. And apparently I am, but (laughs) there there was nothing (laughs) in the docs about this. And um, so I just kind of dug into the trim strings middleware itself, just to, you know, sometimes there's things in there that can give you a clue. And I found something. So there, there was in, in the, I forget if it's handle or what it's called, but wherever it does the actual trimming, where it looks at the fields to skip, there's also a thing where after it's done, it looks at just another callback. I I think it was called, um, I forget what the name of the property was, but I could tell it was looking for something else. (laughs) So then I'm like, well, where does that get set? And I stumbled upon a static method called skip when, which is on the trim strings middleware. And that's exactly what Mm -hmm. I needed. So that, that ended up being the solution. Um, and then I, I made myself a note, like, hey, I should submit a PR to put this in the docs for the next person. 
which might be me like three years from now <laughs> that's looking for this. But it ended up being like a one, it was a one line change in the, I think it was the route service provider. I can't remember. It was either app service provider or route service provider. Really anywhere you could have put it. Yeah, you could have put it anywhere. And um, then a one small function, which looked at the route and said, return true when it's this route. And it worked. And I wrote tests and everything passed and end of story. But looking back, um, so first of all, Aaron, what did you think about the final solution? You agree that was the the right? Yeah, I, it's better. It's better than the one I came up with because I, I mean, I didn't really like having to override, you yeah. know, like I said, a, a one either. But I was, I, I, I just kind of reached there when I'm like, that'd be as close as possible to the original solution, you yeah. know, uh, extending a child class or whatever, than like pulling it out and putting it somewhere else. So yeah. I felt like that was closer. But I, I mean, your solution I, I, that you finally found there, I think, is obviously even better because that yeah. was. That's what it's designed for, I'm sure. Um, and so I really like that. That's a good solution. So as an aside, I went and looked like when that method was added, because sometimes that'll give you a clue like, well, why was this created? And it was actually created, I think, for Livewire and Octane. So it was, you know, there was these packages that needed a way to disable the trim strings middleware. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but I'm sure it was a valid reason like mine. And so it was kind of created for that. And so maybe the thought was like a, a normal user wouldn't do this. So it didn't make its way into the docs or it could have just been an oversight. It was like 8.43. So it wasn't like a major release of Laravel when it came out. It was, you know, something that was added much after the the big major release. So um, the principle, like I, I said, there's kind of an underlying principle here. And I think what I took away from this is to try to scope your solution properly, you know, don't. Don't make such a huge sweeping fix, even if it addresses the problem. Try to make it more targeted to avoid unintended side effects. And then second is like to know what the framework gives you in terms of extension points so that you can leverage them and actually make a very targeted solution that the framework was designed for you to inject your own logic into places like this for these exact purposes. I think I I wanted to add on two more principles. Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> um, I, I think that the third um, is that you have to pay attention. At least this is how it works for me. And I've seen it happen for Joel too. You have to pay attention to kind of how you feel about the solution too. Yes. Like the, yeah. slu- the solution, if, if the solution feels like, why, why would anyone ever, and like, you're going to do t- something totally weird. And like, right. you're just like, I'm just going to do something totally strange. Or if it feels overly clever, mm-hmm. like those are yeah. two signs that like, maybe there's something different. And I would hazard to say you probably felt one of those two with your first solution. And then when you finally found the skip win, it didn't feel clever. It just felt like understood or deeper. Yeah. Like you, you have a deeper understanding of how you're solving it. And so that, that's the, that's the next thing is kind of pay attention to how you feel about your solution, because that'll usually be some sort of clue into whether this is the right thing to do or not. Yeah, well, and, and as proof that I felt that way with my first solution, I, I, brought it to you and I'm like, Hey, what do you think? Cause I like already, I kind of knew it wasn't great, mm-hmm. but uh, I was hoping you had something better. And so that, you know, right. you're right. I had that initial hesitation, even though I came up with the solution, it's like, ah, this isn't quite, quite right. And then the fourth thing to kind of pull out of this too, as another example is as a code reviewer, or as a, as a partner in a project, um, it's perfectly great to ask, like, what do you think about the solution? So that was mm-hmm. a good step, Joel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I gave a solution. It doesn't mean that my solution was right. Yeah. And I think we found that here too, which is to say that you're like, ah, so I had a solution, yours was maybe better, but I ended up coming back with my best solution. Mm-hmm. And so not only as, as a reviewer, we have to understand that sometimes when we give reviews, 
don't be upset or offended if the receiver like takes your review and then makes it into something better. That's what they're supposed to do. It's all about yeah. the code. Yep. And then second of all, as, as the person who's getting the review, don't always just blindly follow the solution of someone else because um, it takes Joel and I have worked together long enough now that he knew that my example of, uh, of a solution wasn't necessarily the exact implementation mm-hmm. either. I was like, you could do something like this, but that didn't mean do that. It was yeah. more like a shorthand to, you see how my mind went to this solution, mm-hmm. put your mind there too. And you'll come yeah. up with the right solution. <laughs> it was like, definitely don't do the thing you want to do. Here's something else you might want to try. <laughs> right. <laughs> It was uh, recently, it was kind of like end of the year financial accounting stuff I was doing. And um, I wanted, I, I was working with a guy and, and you know, really good accountant and he, he wanted me to move some money. And I said, okay, you know, where can I log on and do that? And he's like, oh, you have to send a check. And as I'm writing mm. out the check, I'm just thinking like, this is kind of a weird way to move money around. Like it, just as I was writing out and, you know, there's like weird things you do on the check where you like write out the number of cents, you know, so maybe this is an even amount of a thousand dollars or something, but you have to write out the zero zero because what, I don't know, like the person I'm sending it to is going to be like, Aha, I'm going to add 50 cents to this. You know what I'm talking about? When's the last right. time you wrote a check, Aaron? Is this totally foreign to you? Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I guess I've, I put no cents if I do no. zero, like I, I don't like do zero, zero over a hundred. But uh, I guess they yeah. could add a one and make it a hundred cents and then they, they get an extra dollar out of you or. Well, it's, yeah, it is so weird. I mean, I guess the only, the biggest security thing about that is it takes forever for the process. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> otherwise it's just a piece of paper with some numbers on it where you're like, right. trust me, these numbers I want over there. <laughs> right. This well, is all we really do online anyway, too. We're like, click, click. And now money is different. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, um, I had to send out three of these and one of them I forgot to sign. So it, it mm-hmm. like, I got an email back from the guy and he's like, Hey, you have to sign it. And I am like, is there any way I can like, just cause the, there was like a deadline approaching and I don't want to wait another, you know, three plus days for it to go through the mail. But that's what I ended up doing. Cause like, no, there was no way to alter it once it went out. So I just, it just seemed kind of goofy to me. And, and related to that, my, my dad has a friend who refuses to use any sort of credit cards or online payments mm-hmm. and only pays with checks because he thinks it's more secure. And I'm like, in what universe is like a piece of paper that's like being put in a box and going through a bunch of other places and ending up on somebody's desk? Like, how is that more secure than a credit card or an online payment? But right. not an argument that I, I, I wanted to have. I mean, or don't get me started on people that like when you're in a grocery store mm-hmm. are like, yes, let's. Let's write out a check. Like, remember when we went for, <laughs> oh, when yeah. cards went cards went from like swiping to then mm-hmm. being a chip reader? Yep. You're like, oh, it's going to take six more seconds, right? And th- no, not when someone's <laughs> writing a check, so, or especially the people that won't uh, finish the check until they put it in the, their ledger as well. In oh their yeah, checkbook, and oh, they're like wow. doing math. I'm like, could could I? I I'll pay. Just <laughs> let let me out of here. Yeah. Like I, I I can't. I what are you doing? And then, and then. My favorite part then is like they give them the check, it runs through the machine and immediately withdraws it or whatever it does. And then they hand the check back to them and be like, here you go. (laughs) What was the point? Just give them a card. Yeah, I'm with you on that. 
Do you have a Laravel SaaS that maybe you need a little help looking at your architecture choices and moving to the next level? That's something we enjoy helping out with. If you head over to nocompromises.io, you can schedule a free 30-minute call and see how we can help.